This is The Big Shut-In, Stories from Quarantine. It's Saturday, March 21st, day six since we made the decision to fully self-quarantine, and it's going okay. The news outside is not great. Confirmed COVID-19 cases here in New York City have gone from around 800 to around 8,000 in just the past week, which is a combination of dramatic spread and also more testing supplies, so being able to put a firm diagnosis on people who already have had it for some time. But we still don't have nearly enough testing supplies to get a good number, and city hospitals are already perilously close to capacity with no one thinking that we're anywhere close to the total number of cases we're going to experience before this is over. So that is not awesome. Also not awesome are reports that I've been seeing that some younger and generally healthier people who are contracting the virus are getting quite sick. That it's not just the old and lung compromised who are in danger. So I'm more scared about my own health and the health of my family than I was a week ago. Though, who knows? It's really hard to know where to find good information. And I think there's just a lot that's not known at all by anyone. For me here, though, we are healthy, my wife and I and our two kids, and we're together in a comfortable home with enough food stocked in to last a while and places to go to get more. Our money situation is not quite as confident as it was a few weeks ago, but for now, we're fine. We're both still working. We have everything we need. We're in no danger of losing our health insurance, at least not anytime soon. And boy, I realize how lucky I am to be able to say all that. So for me, this week has really been about logistics and triaging time. And one thing that's been confusing for us and a lot of parents is what we're supposed to be doing about school. Digital resources are coming to us every day with lessons and assignments, but how to juggle that and what's best for the kids and what's best for us isn't real clear. And it turns out it's not that clear for teachers either. Here's my friend Lindsay, who is a public school teacher in Brooklyn and also a mother of twin six-year-old girls. Yeah, so I teach fourth grade. Um, This is my fifth year of teaching. And um, so this last week was just, it was like everyone was just spinning um, because, you know, within, it's all of these directives were coming down from the DOE. Like everybody's using Google Classroom. It starts on Monday. Um, You're expected to be online interacting with students for six hours per day, Um, you know, for a lot of a lot of schools are requiring like live instruction. Like you log on to the computer, and all of your students are expected to also log on to the computer and have some sort of, whether it's a Zoom meeting or you're just like on Google Classroom going back and forth. Nobody really completely understands what that means. Are you trying to do that? No, I'm not. I'm really not. I, I'm going to have one meeting with my whole class at least every week, maybe on Mondays and Fridays, I'm thinking, just because, you know, doing a check-in and being able to kind of, like, actually talk and express our emotions about things is important, but those are not going to be, it's not going to be academic work being done in those meetings. It's going to be entirely social-emotional and just 
being able to see one another and um, talk to each other and see their friends and that kind of thing, I think is great for kids. Um, so I'm going to try and do it um, here and there. But it's not feasible to sort of say, okay, here's my class of fourth grade, of fourth graders, right? I've got 25 kids in my class. Um, and, you know, probably 20 of them have a younger sibling or younger and older siblings. I have kids who are going to be like logging in on mom's iPhone to get their, like to try and get onto Google Classroom. It's just to tell teachers like we have to be doing live instruction for four periods a day is crazy. And some teachers are being told to do this and are, are freaking out. I mean, not everyone has the internet. Not everyone has a computer. Not everyone mm -hmm. has a smartphone. We had like something like 50 computers that we gave out on Friday to families who really needed them. But then there are these families who didn't quite um, make the cut for those computers. But then the DOE is saying, we're going to give you a tablet. Nobody knows when that's going to happen. I think that a bunch of tablets are being donated, which is lovely, but like that's not what the, our infrastructure should be relying on <laughs> is someone coming in and saying, oh, isn't this lovely, this corporation or this individual has donated um, iPads, you know, 20,000 iPads for New York City school kids. Like, it's crazy that that's where we are right now. This past week was such a crazy flurry. And, like, there are several teachers in my building who are, like, single moms. Like, I don't even, I don't really know how they're doing it. I don't know how, because we were required to do all these Zoom meetings and all of these different trainings and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, most of the parents in the building were working from home. And, uh, like, you know, we were on these Zoom meetings and, like, there's my friend's four-year-old, like, literally, like, climbing on her head as she's, like, trying to take notes from this meeting. I was like, oh, my God. This is going to be our lives going forward. Like we can't. There's no. We start. We we were supposed to go into the building too on Tuesday through Thursday. We were all supposed to report to work. And I'm not sure about other schools, but at my school, about half of the teachers refused to do that. So we were forced to take sick days for those three days. Um, and they came out of our um, bank of days, which was also very frustrating when all of the mandates are saying, you know stay at your home, don't leave unless it's completely necessary. And everybody's doing things remotely, like all of this learning is being done online. Um, but somehow the directive was still for teachers to go into the building. Students were not. Students had this past week off, um, for all intents and purposes. Um, Violet had been sick over the weekend. I think that she just had a little cold, but I couldn't take that chance, you know, so for me, I was, I was, I felt fine, but I wasn't going in. I had to take those three sick days out of my bank of sick days because I felt like it would have been completely irresponsible of me to go in when, when somebody in my household was sick. The speed of bureaucracy <sighs> yeah. is going to be frustrating, I think, on a lot of levels as yeah. this all happens, because it doesn't, it doesn't. It, it's not equipped to move quickly. Like big institutions can't make fast decisions, I think. Yeah. And my school is lucky. Like we do have 
you know, we have an administration that is not trying to, you know, play gotcha with us and not trying to, they, they're very supportive. Um, and they were helping us as much as they could. So Walter, our, our seven-year-old, is in a charter school in first grade. And they were up and running on, on Google Classroom on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, uh, and it's been nice. We, we, we oh, turn it on in the morning. Mm-hmm. And there was a nice little video from his teacher from her living room, mm-hmm. you know, saying, hi, class, here's, here's a thought for the day. And then, and then there's a list of assignments and there's a reading and there's writing and math and, um, s- science. And then there's a, some weekly PE stuff. His PE teacher posted a little video of him, you know, doing a workout dressed up as Captain America in his mm-hmm. living room for all the kids to do along. And it was, but we have not been completing all of those assignments every day good yeah absolutely there's no way that they can require it right like it's just not feasible for families to actually do all of it every day well it's it's i mean i I, we also have to pay attention to our other kid we also have two full-time jobs exactly Uh, so i feel like i've been feeling like you know we get one or two things done a day i'm feeling pretty good about it yep but then um but this idea that if the DOE is expecting some, if not all, kids to be actually logging on and in class mm-hmm. virtually, you know, all day, every day, I mean, that makes me wonder if there are going to be academic consequences. Right. You know, like, Absolutely. is he going to have to repeat first grade because we're not handing in enough digital homework? <laughs> Um, at least with my school, we've already told the parents that none of it is going to affect their child's final grade. Um, and I, I think that that has to be true across the board because it's just not reasonable to think that every family is going to be able to have, is, has the capacity to do that. Like you've got a two-year-old in your house along with your seven-year-old. Imagine if you had the two-year-old and then also a 12-year-old who was expected to do a bunch of middle school homework. Like, it's just not, it's not really a possibility. Um, and I think it's probably just a unicorn family who actually is turning in all the, you know, like, I don't think anyone is. Um, I'll see more of it next week because that's when I, um, I go live on Monday with my Google Classroom stuff. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm not expecting people to do all of it every day. I can name the two kids who probably will. Huh. <laughs> that's because they, they're, you know, they're 10 years old. They're completely independent and they're, you know, just like, that's just their personality. I, there are two kids in my class. They're going to do it all every day and they're going to apologize if they don't get to like the, the, the word study piece or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, good for them. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I mean, we're not, I'm not feeling like we have to get it all done, but I'm, I'm awfully glad it's there. Mm-hmm. Because if I didn't have anything to do, exactly, like just to have some. Here's something you can do for an yeah. hour, so he's not just watching cartoons and absolutely. Watching his like here's a schedule brains. for the day and what that can look like for you. It's you know it's it's really helpful. Um, I was actually you know because my my girls are in first grade too. So last week I was looking at schedules that other people were posting on Facebook. Like, what do I do with my kids all day? I don't know how to teach first grade. but fourth grade is way different so i was lost you know just as as much as anyone else was probably not quite as much 
probably not quite as much. That's true. Um, but you know, it's, it, it just looks so very different. So you haven't started yet with the digital classroom. That's going to start on Monday. No, the, this whole past week was so crazy because we were all setting it up. Um, Mm. we were complete, you know, we were learning, um, a brand new platform basically and how to deliver instruction in that platform as well as planning out, you know, I'm planned out for one day. I have never walked into a week of teaching being planned for one day. I, I am always planned for the entire week at minimum. So walking into (laughs) week one of digital remote instruction and only having my first day, like I know what I'm going to be assigning and what I'm going to be doing feels crazy to me. Um, but I, I, I kind of just have to see how that day goes and then adjust things after that because, you know, I, I've never assigned any work through this thing. I've never held a Zoom meeting with 25 nine-year-olds. I've, you know, like, it's, <laughs> I have no idea what it's all going to look like. Um, so D- Don't worry, only 10 of them will show up. <laughs> It's possible. Um, yeah. Who knows? I really don't know what it'll, it's going to look like. I'd love to check in again mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks after you've kind of done this for a while and you see what it feels like and hear how it's going. Um, yeah, absolutely. My name is David Hoffman, and The Big Shut-In is a production of Race Car Radio.